Yes, my friends, even though it is the safest place, it's not always the most pleasant place, nor the most pain-free place to be. Many of us have been seduced into believing that as long as our lives are being lived within the very framework of God's will, then everything is going to be all right. But the truth, Brother Parker, is that this is not necessarily so. You see, what I've discovered is that God is far more concerned, Pastor, with making us holy uh -huh. rather than making us happy. That's right. That's right. And I think we see in this text, uh, this 16th chapter of Acts, the truth in this reality. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping and I'm praying that we can make this text live, giving legs that it might walk and a mouth that it might talk. You see, we discovered that there's a connection between Paul's vision in Troas and his visit to Philippi. Paul has a vision of a man from Macedonia crying, come help us. The Bible is clear that Paul immediately got ready to go because he knew it was God guiding them to preach the good news in Macedonia. Yeah. But no sooner did they arrive there in Macedonia than a woman by the name of Lydia is converted. Oh, God was up to something because no sooner did they get there than things begin to happen. Yeah. You need to note that also when you go, that when you do what God wants you to do, yes, my friends, things will happen. Yeah. And the Bible said that there also was a young girl who begins now to follow them mm -hmm. Paul and Silas the, the young girl now follows Paul and Silas watch this every day every day as they made their way to the house of prayer God was up to something every day as they made their way to the house of prayer this young woman she follows them but notice now she wasn't just any anybody she follows them and the scripture says that she was a fortune teller a soothsayer she was in the world but not of the world see what I'm trying to say beloved is that the devil had her but God wanted her and she follows Paul and Silas daily saying that watch this these are the servants of the most high God. You see, even though the devil had her by the hand, God could take her anytime he wanted her. See, God can use whatever he wants to. Because remember that God is a God of everything. He's a God of the mountain and of the valley, of the hills and even of the dales. I'm just saying she follows him. And I want you to know that it's amazing that even the demons in the hell know that when God is on the move, hmm, that they can't lift a finger against right. it. She had the right message. She had the right messengers, but her message was coming out from the wrong source. You see, she follows the men of God. And the Bible says that this following, this constant confusion caused Paul's spirit to become vexed. God was up to something. God was up to something. So now Paul turns and he doesn't speak to the woman. The Bible says that he confronts the unclean spirit. He confronts the unclean spirit. Paul tells the demon within her, 
in the name. Oh God, I could stay right there and teach that all day. But it was in the name of Jesus Christ that you must come out of her. That's why it's important, my friends. Notice now, notice now that it's important now that you have somebody in your life that can identify an issue and discern a spirit and speak to a stronghold. I hope y'all heard me. I said said too much. You see, you need to have somebody in life that won't tell you knick-knack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone. Somebody don't won't just tell you, baby, it's going to be all right. When the truth of the matter is if you keep on doing what you're doing the same way you've been doing, it ain't going to be all right. It's going to get worse. You need somebody that can say that that which is in you has to come out of you. That what you're doing has to cease and begin to pray with you, pray for you, and pray against that thing that's holding you back. Somebody's got to be able to pull down a stronghold that's holding you back. That's what I'm just trying to say. You got to begin to surround yourself with people who know the word of God and know how to work the word. The Bible says right there, you see, she, she, she was blessed. She was delivered when? That very same hour. You see, she had been saved But watch this, she had not been delivered. She had been saved, but she had not been set free. You got to help me, somebody. See, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You know you for yourself. You got saved. You confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, but you had no power. You had no power. Why? Because you still had junk in your trunk. You had more junk than you had Jesus. You had more holes in your soul than you had Holy Ghost in your spirit. That's why the Bible is clear in when it says not to forget sake the assembling of yourself together. This is why we need to be in a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church. A church that's not afraid to speak truth to error. Not afraid to say what God says. Proclaim the good news of a God who is alive and not dead. The good news of a destiny and not of your death. Notice now, my friends, this same woman now, this same woman, her, 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 her handlers, the men who were controlling them, they call that in the world, they call them pimps. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh-oh. Those who were profiting from her, uh-huh. when they saw that Paul had brought her into their meal ticket, the Bible says that they grabbed Paul and Silas mm, and brought them before the magistrate on some trumped up, bo- oops, bogus charges. Uh-huh. I, that one went right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the Bible says that they were beaten and thrown in jail. Uh, it's the Lord's way of reminding us that we must understand that when you get delivered, watch this, not everybody's going to be happy about your new right. destination. Right. Uh, y'all not going to pray with me. You see, the devil is mad as hell that when the Lord delivers you, that when God sets you free, that when the Lord has got you out and got you in, mm, that something, that yoke, that stronghold, that thing that had you tied up, tangled up, hmm, somebody, 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 mm, not everybody's going to be happy about your new situation. Uh, they may talk like they love it. They may act like they like it. But the truth of the matter is they are upset with you because now they've lost hold upon you. That stronghold that had you bound has been broken down. But good news is that God is still on your side. Watch the text. Paul and Silas, beaten, bloodied, broken, lying in a Philippian jail. And the Bible says that it was at midnight. Mm. Mm. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. My friends, have you ever wondered what's so special about midnight? 
It must be something special. I just remember there used to be a TV show talking about the Midnight Special. They had a music program. I don't know what was the thing about that, but it was called that. But not only that, I remember that there was a, a song. I believe Wilson Pickett uh, said that it, he's going to wait till the midnight hour. <laughs> uh, there was another pop song about midnight at the Oasis. But the most one I remember best is Gladys Knight. And the pips. She said, we're going to take a midnight train to Georgia. I I don't know, but what makes midnight so special? Well, I I I began to think and the Holy Spirit come to me and he said that you need to notice that midnight is the darkest part of the night. Mm -hmm. It's the deepest part of the night because one second after midnight, Mm -hmm. it's a brand new day. One second after midnight, it's officially morning. And you know, you know, you know, you know what happens in the morning. Come on up in here, y'all. Joy. Joy comes in the morning. But here it is. Paul inside finds themselves beaten, bloodied, broken. But at midnight, notice now, they're not crying. They're not whining. They're not complaining. The Bible goes on to say that they prayed and sang praises unto God. I began to wonder and I said, why did they do that? How could they do that? Well, the truth of the matter is they could do it because they knew who they knew. They knew who they knew. Yes, all of us who have lived any time at all knows what it means and how it feels to have a midnight crisis in your life. Those times when we find ourselves in situations, circumstances that are beyond our control. We find ourselves caught up in things we cannot handle on our own. Things we could not make, things we could not break, things we cannot take. We all have faced uh, some midnight experiences. I don't know, maybe it was sickness, suffering, or sorrow. Maybe it was trials, troubles, or tribulations. Uh, Ah, yes, my friends, we've all had those midnight moments. We know how it feels to be there with other people when we're experiencing their midnights. Now, if you haven't had a midnight experience, if you haven't faced it or gone through it, hmm, keep on living. Keep on getting up in the morning. Everybody in here this morning is either in a midnight experience, on their way out, or heading into one. Yes, beloved, we all have faced midnight. Now, one thing you need to know about midnight. See, it's at midnight. Yes, at that midnight hour that reminds us that oftentimes that God does some of his best work when we think it's too late. Yes, my friends, when we have given up, when we feel that we've gotten to the end of all things, when we felt like all was lost, mm, God has a way of showing up and showing out. Yes, when we are stretched to the very edge, when we're weak, when we're about to throw in the towel, here comes God. Yes, our God, my Jesus, he is strong, he is mighty, he is powerful, he's even in our midnights. Paul and Silas found the answers to their problem in the midnight hour. Paul and Silas aware that no matter what, they must stand firm in their faith. They must trust God even in the midst of their darkest hour. Luke says right there, they prayed and they sang. I didn't say they moaned and they groaned. I didn't say that they complained, but I said they prayed and they sang. I didn't say that they whined, but I said they prayed and they sang. I didn't say they even sang a song like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. But what the Bible says is they sang praises unto God. Uh, Now it should not surprise us that they prayed at midnight. You 
you should be surprised if they had not prayed at midnight because those of us who've had to face a midnight moment knows that at the midnight hour, yes, at that moment of crisis is the time of prayer. Yeah, have I got a witness up in here? You see, if you haven't prayed in a long time, baby, you best believe that when you're faced with your midnight problem, when you're faced with the hour of despair, when you're face to face with depression and turmoil, when you think that you knew how to pray, God knows that that thing pressing down upon you will teach you how to pray again and again and again. Yes, midnight is the hour of prayer. Midnight is the training ground for great prayers. Midnight is the place of perfected praise. Midnight is that place where you really can get in touch with the God of your hope, help, and your salvation. Yes, beloved, it's remarkable that the Bible says not only did they pray, but they sang praises unto God. Oh, my friends, it's one thing to pray at midnight, but it's another thing to be able to praise. It's another thing to be able to sing a song at midnight. See, my friends, most of us don't have a problem really praying when the things get bad. We don't have a problem when we when we when we get on our knees because the pressure of life has pressed us down upon our knees. But how many here are able to hold your head up? And sing a song of praise. Ah, yeah. oh, see, you need to understand. Can I, can I, can I teach right there? Uh -huh. See, the prayer now is the roadway, but the praise is the breakthrough. Wow. Oh, you need to tap into this. Because see, the prayer now is the consultation, uh, but it's the praise that's the exaltation. Uh -huh. See, we praise and we pray. We pray and we praise. We pray and see when you get the breakthrough, even when you haven't seen it. Because I tell you, all it takes is one minute past the problem. See, when I prayed and I get one minute past the problem. Yeah. See, when I'm walking in faith, when I'm walking and trusting God, I ain't got to see the breakthrough, but I know it's there. So I begin, watch, I'm going to show you right here. Listen, I'm going to show you right here. We're going home. I'm going to show you right here. It was there. They sang and they praised. They prayed and they praised. They prayed and they prayed. And the Bible says that they the jail begins to shake. And the Bible is adamant and it says not only did it just begin to shake, but it felt like it was a great earthquake. Watch this. It, it was only happening at the jail. Because if not, everybody in town would have been running that way. But it was only... Oh, you're not with me. You need to see that God had ordered specific address yeah. For the earthquake. Yeah. Watch this. And the earthquake was specific in what it did. Read the text. I told you, go back and read it tonight. What happened was, it seemed like an earthquake because it had an assignment on the shaking. The shaking caused the shackles to fall loose. It caused the jail cells to open up, but it did not cause the people to fear. Yeah, well, oh, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notice now, they did not run out. Even though the jail cells opened up because God was up to something. The jailer now sees the prisoners loose, but he doesn't run. He goes to the man of God and he says, what must I do to be saved? 
He understood that this was not common. That them boys there had something going on. Because they saw the situation. They saw the prayer, the supplication. Then they saw the exaltation. And they saw now what came out of it. And they decided whatever you got, whatever you're doing, I need that too. So beloved, here it is. If you're in your midnight hour, If you're in your situation, if you're caught up, tied up, tangled up in whatever trial, tribulation that you're in. Listen, I'm coming against depression. I'm coming against despair. I'm coming against sickness. We're in a time of, 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 of evil standing forth, coming in many, many forms and fashions. But notice now, the prescription remains the same. God is calling you, you and me. Come to Macedonia. Come to Macedonia. I need you to help. Your mission is not just to go to Macedonia, but tell some, 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 somebody the good news that Jesus lives and that he's at work right now. And he's working inside of you, you and me too. We're called to go into the very jailers, into whatever stronghold, whatever situation and not woe is me begin to tell them, huh, my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you ask or think. Be go into the situation and said there's nothing too hard for my God that he'll show up and show out then when you've prayed a while begin to praise a while stick your head up in the air and say how great is my God sing with me how great is my God and watch won't the jail or whatever your situation begin to shake and listen my beloved listen you know that you've seen it in the midnight hour when somebody said you just wasn't going to make it when your, your money was so funny you couldn't even laugh because it was crazy but in the morning in the morning God somehow some way made a way out of nowhere. He showed up and showed out. Yeah, you know, you know, you was praying for that husband. You was praying for that wife. You was praying for that child. But when you got the 411, when you woke up to yourself, you began to say, hmm, God, how great is thy name. Sing with me how great and dare will you find, even though you may not have seen it right then, but in your spirit, you knew that that stronghold that came down, yeah. that that place had been broken and that God was building it back up. Beloved, that's my message. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, Wherever. whatever your situation, yeah. whatever your midnight hour, yeah. know that it's only one minute away yeah. from your breakthrough, Lord. one minute away yeah. from your praise, one minute away from God showing up and showing out, knowing that he's able, he's able, he's able to do everything he said he would do. Yeah. He's able, he's going to let you know that you're the head and not the tail, yeah. that you're going over and 
never under. Beloved, God has said that he's given you everything that you need for life and for godliness. God is not a man that he should lie. Hold on, my friends. Know that God is right there. He may not bring you out, but know that he'll get right down in the jail with you. And when God is there, don't you know that some shaking will go on, some shaking in your situation, some shaking in your life, but it won't shake you up to where you'll be broken. But if you're broken, he'll make you back because he's the potter and he holds the wheel. So my friends, just keep your hand in the master's hand. Know that God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Oh, y'all not praying with me. I said the God that we serve is able to do it exceedingly and abundantly. You ought to say amen. Because the God of our hope, the God of our help, the ever-present God Almighty, he's marching through the land. He's making ways out of no way. I'm so glad that I know that I know that I know because he's done a marvelous work in my life. He's made my feet stand on high places. He placed my feet on a solid rock and I'm so glad today that I can call him my God and he knows my name. He is the bright and morning star. God Almighty. My ever present help. Beloved, there's a miracle. At the midnight. And the miracle. Name is Jesus. He'll keep you. He'll watch over you. God bless you. Heaven smile on you. And always know. That I love you. But God loves you best. Pastor you said to pray for someone. Pray for Ms. Rosa Johnson. Amen. We're going to also pray for. We're going to call his names out. Rosa Johnson. Albert Davis Sr. Larry Mallory. Charles Coleman. Vivian Perry, Shirley Perry, Katie Ruffin, Essie Davis, Elizabeth Francis Turner. And there may be other names that want to call out. If you know other people, names you want to call out for prayer, call them out now. Reverend Lewis is going to pray. After he prays, he'll give a benediction. Whatever names is on your heart, call it out now because we stand in need of prayer. Amen. Amen. It's midnight. I want to pray for America. We're at a crossroad, I believe. You know, COVID, climate change, political unrest, gun violence. These are all things, watch this, that God is allowing. Y'all didn't hear me. God is allowing it. They're within the permissive will of God. Why? Because God is up to something. He's trying to turn the hearts of men back to him. Because he says, if my people who are called by my name. So, beloved, this is my prayer. We're going to call on him. I'm praying right now. God, you've heard the names. You've heard the petitions. You know all about it. God, you know what they stand in need of. But God, we're also asking God that you would turn the hearts of men back to you. God, we thank you today, Father God, for some of your few have heard the call to come to Macedonia. Some have heard the call that it's time for a revival. God, we thank you, Father God, for in times past, you've shaken the world. There was plagues at the time before the great revival in Europe. It is birthed in these moments of 
trying times of men's souls that father god you come and you move us to to places of desperation where we'll fall on our knees and cry out to you father god and i'm believing right now that the season is here right now and we're starting right here right now we're crying out to you god have your way have your way bless us oh god hold us in the palm of your hand never let us father god loose Father God, we pray right now, Father God, that those families, those names that have been placed before you, that God, you will touch whatever they stand in need of. But God, even the more greater, we pray today, God, that Father God, you would touch this nation, that you would touch this world. Move them to the only hope that there is for mankind, that they will call on the name of Jesus. So God, we're calling on you right now. Send your anointing fresh now, God. Let it saturate the universe, Father God. For you are the healer. You are the help. You are the maker, the creator. You are the all in all, the true and living God. So God, we petition you right now. Have thy way, God. Use us, Lord God, for your glory. Use us, Father God, for your name's sake. Then God, we pray for this branch of Zion, Father God. We pray even for this particular house of prayer. We pray for the set person of God. Lord God, use us, Father God. Use us, Father God, for your glory. Father God, we're willing vessels, Father God. Have your way. Lord, we love you and we thank you right now. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Now God is prepared to leave this place, but never from your sight. We ask now, Father, that you go with us, stand by us, Father God. Strengthen us for the journey. Set your angels all around us, Father God. Bless our houses, our homes. Bless our going and our coming. For it is in the only name that matters that we pray. Jesus, our Christ. And the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. amen. God bless you, beloved. Go in peace. Amen.